Hello and welcome back to the Becoming the Influential Me podcast. I'm Michelle Chikander and I'm thrilled to be here. Um, happy 2021 to everybody. We have all earned it. <laughs> so today I want to talk about goals. I'm not going to teach you how to set goals, why goals are important and why these great wins we want in our lives should be written down. You already know that. Today I want to talk about um, how to go from what we want, our, our wins, our goals, to actually getting there and how to actually, you know, realize some of the aspirations. The reason why I'm, I'm doing this podcast is because I've been many, many years where I set goals and at the, at the end of the year, I'm like, well, I didn't hit, you know, 80% of those or 90% of those. And then I, you know, start the year feeling a little bit tired, a little bit worn out. And so I wanted to do this podcast to share how we can begin to advance our goals and actually start winning which is the most important thing. So what inspired me, what inspired me was a beautiful quote by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the, may her soul rest in peace, the Supreme Court Justice who died in 2020. Um, She said, women belong in places where decisions are being made. And one thing that's always struck me in my career is how few women I see at the highest level and how spectacular the ones that I do see are And I see many spectacular women that aren't at those tables. It's like, how do we actually begin to get into those places? And I realized that having goals is not the issue. We have them. Having the time and the focus on those goals to actually see them through is the real challenge. Why? Because unlike our male counterparts, we have far more things to consider at any given time. We have to consider family, relationships, um, you know, passions, etc. We're just more fluid in how we exist. Whereas men have this unique innate ability to just see something and go after it. So what can we learn from this? How can we become more relentless, more ruthless about getting what we want? And that's what I want to talk about today. Also, in January, everybody's like, yeah, New Year's resolutions, my goals, my goals, my this. In August, it is just tumbleweed. (laughs) And this is what I do not want. I've seen so many women who are passionate, driven, intelligent, capable, and yet it's, oh, and then this happened, and, and then this happened, and then I don't know if I can, and then all of these stories. And for me, the most important thing is how can we help one another to move each other forward towards our aspiration, both career and otherwise. Okay, so let's talk about goals really quickly. You write them, you understand why you're you're writing them and, you know, why you want that that goal, why, why you want to reach that big win. And then we celebrate the small steps that we take each time. This is really important. And these points will be labored in January because everybody's talking about goals. Great. Okay. So, oh, another thing that I often get is, Michelle, I don't know what I want. I can't, I don't have clarity about what it is that I truly should be going um, forward with. Well, my advice is ask yourself three questions. What would I do if I won 50 million pounds today? That question will hopefully highlight to you what you value and what you would do. I mean, I'm talking the response you have after the one where you said, I'd take myself on holiday. What would you do when you come back from holiday? <laughs> after I'd buy this and I'd buy that, what would you do when you finish buying? Right? That would tell you. Another way of looking at that same question or, or you know, the, the, the nub of that same question is, what would you do if you had six months left to live? After you'd, you know, told all your loved ones and after you'd hugged everybody, what, what would you do? 
that again will hopefully help you to get to the nub of the question. And then the last one is, what would you do this year if you could not fail? If there was zero chance of you failing, what would you do? We spent the last um, five weeks talking about failure and how we should approach it. So if you absolutely couldn't fail or hopefully you've reached a point, you know, through listening to the podcast that came before, you actually realise that it doesn't matter whether or not you fail, what would you do? Okay, so those questions hopefully help you to get to the first part, which is clarifying what your goals are. And once you've written written them down, celebrated, understood what it is that you want, why you've celebrated, etc. So we've done the first part. Now, there are four steps that come after this. And step number one is, how will I get there? So so, so step number two, even, how do I get there? Step number three, prioritizing. What comes when? Step number four, analyzing. Step number five, stick with itness, consistency. Let's get into it. Okay. So when, once you have your goals, then what? Well, make a plan. Ladies, a plan is the most important thing. Um, and when I say make a plan, I don't mean write a to-do list. For me, a plan is really having milestones, like a project. And one of the, the most disheartening things for me when I come across intelligent capable women is we work much harder on our jobs and on our projects than we do on ourselves and that's sad so make a plan but your plan shouldn't just be I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this I'm going to do this but make a plan that factors in all the things what do we call risk mitigation if you like if you want a fancy way of putting that in your plan have you planned for distraction? You know, how do you stop yourself from being distracted? In your plan, have you planned for discomfort? Because you're going to feel it every day as far as you're not going for your goals. So in your plan, you must factor in, what will I do when I'm not feeling uncomfortable? Because when you're not feeling uncomfortable, it means you're not growing and you're not stre- you're not being stretched. So I think it was, who was it? Peter Diamandis said, when not faced with a challenge, create one. <laughs> so when you're planning, these are some of the things that we should be considering. Am I waking up every day and feeling uncomfortable in one way, shape or form? And if not, what do I do about it? When you're planning, you should say, what will I do about distraction? I was listening to Bill Gates talking in one of his Netflix series a few, like last year or something. And he said when he was going through crisis, it was the first time in his life because he was having to, he was be, being, um, he was in front of Congress and he was having to talk about um, anti-competition laws and, and things like that. And it was an intense period of his life because he didn't know whether his business would survive. And it was all he knew. So he, it was intense. And he said, for the first time in my life, I sought distru- distraction. Wow. <laughs> I was stunned by this because I thought, wow, he has never actively sought distraction. And yet daily in my life, I seek distractions from my phone, from TV, from, you know, whatever else is going, I'll usually take it. And so we have to ask ourselves, what's our relationship with distraction and how do we limit it? Because this will determine how successful we are. Okay, so how do you plan for distraction? How do you plan for discomfort? Um, Also, I love this quote. I have a quote here. I have a very good quote here. It's from Kevin Hart, and he he talks about mental strength. He said, recognizing feelings of discomfort as your body's response to challenges that you must lean towards. 
you have to love that feeling of discomfort, is what he says. And I think that's inspiring. So when we plan, let's plan to be more uncomfortable and let's plan to be less distracted. And I think the reason why this is so important is because Kevin, as Kevin Hart, in, his, in all his infinite wisdom, <laughs> says, behind that discomfort lies your treasure. And so if we plan and we have um, a solid understanding of, you know, the discomfort we're going to feel and we have a solid understanding of how we're going to stop ourselves from being distracted, everything on the to-do list suddenly starts to happen uh, because what stops it is distraction and discomfort or, or trying to get away from discomfort. So now that we have that sorted, then what? Oh, wait, let me tell you a little story about discomfort and planning. So one of the things is, a lot of people have problems taking actions, take, taking action on their goals. I have the opposite problem. I take action on everything. <laughs> and the problem is, I have a lot of things that I start that aren't finished. And so this year, as in this year that's just gone, one of my priorities, 2020 that is, one of my priorities was, Michelle, how do you actually grow? How do you grow as a person? How do you grow as a business? How do you grow um, in your relationships? And I realized there was one fundamental key piece missing. That's organization. See, for me, I've never been one per- a person to write to-do lists or to you know, have a, my calendar in place because for me, that feels like a straitjacket. Every time I see meetings and meetings and meetings in my diary, um, I feel constrained. But if it's just a free flow, hey, can I call... I enjoy that a little bit more, but I realize if I'm going to scale my business, if I'm going to grow as a person, I really need to become more organized. And by that, I mean every part of my day has um, an activity or an allotted time. And although it can feel uncomfortable for me, the level of productivity has increased immensely. People always talk about, you know, your time equals, you know, your your energy. How you manage your time is how you sort of focus your energy. And I'm somebody who has boundless energy and boundless, not in, mm, uh, somewhat boundless, if, that's, if that even makes sense. That's paradoxical, but never mind. Somewhat boundless emotion. And when that's not channeled, you're confused. You're not making progress. You are wasting time. And so this year, for me, it was about how do I tighten that? How do I tighten my, my use of, the use of my time? Uh, and that is literally, I have a block hour by hour. And I've been more productive. And I've actually been happier because I'm not floundering. I'm not wasting time. But that's just me. So that's how I've managed how I plan things. And that was really an ideological shift for me, personally. The power of planning as well is momentum. The key thing here is to keep going. In January, we may all be gung-ho and then, you know, slowly lose steam when we realize, A, things aren't working or when we just get tired. And so the key thing is plan what you will do when you lose momentum as well. So your planning is about distraction, discomfort and maintaining momentum. Momentum is everything. (laughs) That's one thing, again, because I'm an action taker, I've always had momentum. And it means that even though I wasn't always going in the right direction, I was still moving. And that is where we get our power from. And also because with each thing, I was doing what Tim Ferriss said. This is how I manage my, my momentum. If this doesn't work, this is a quote from Tim Ferriss, if this doesn't work, will it give me 
Will it create relationships or give me the skills in order to move on to the next step? Right. And with that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And the most important thing is whatever I've then decided to do, I look at that momentum. Uh, sorry, I look at that relationship and that skill and I say, okay, from what, from what I did that didn't work, how can I move, use that to move forward? Momentum is everything. Do not lose momentum when it comes to your goals. Even if what you've done hasn't worked, try something else. Momentum is everything. Cannot stress that point anymore. Okay. Number three. This is this is lost on us sometimes, especially on me. Um, prioritization. It sounds really basic, but I think a lot of us spend 80% of our lives focusing on the things that don't matter. And then 20% of our lives focusing on things, you know, that do sometimes. But prioritization is about saying, how can I make that 20%, 50%? How can I make that 20% create the greatest impact? How can I focus on the things that really move the needle? Again, I spoke about boundless emotions, boundless energy. When we look at how much energy and how much emotion we have towards things, are we putting it into the right things? I spoke to a lady three or four months ago, and I'll never forget this, because I said to her, what would your friends tell me about you if I asked them? And she went on to talk about politics, about religion, about all these things that we cannot change or we are not in control of. You know, the conflicts between this region and that region the dynamic between this political party and that political party, the rage over who's leading this country and who isn't. And I thought, my gosh, if, we, if you could just channel all that energy into your dreams, into your passions, into you know, your goals, and that level of focus, that level of analysis, that level of intensity to what you want, your future would be incredible. And I thought if you could channel all that energy and make it positive and use it as fuel, you'd be way further than you are right now. So it's about focusing on the vital few things that will shift the needle for you, as opposed to the trivial many that this world has designed for us. <laughs> there are many things that are there to distract us, and you will never run out of those. But it's actually about taking time daily to say, what are the three crucial things that I want to achieve today? What are the three crucial things that are going to move me closer to my goals? One coach that I um, worked with once told me every morning, he asked himself, is this moving me closer to my goals or further away? And then he uses that as a test about whether or not he should move in one direction or the other. Um, so priorities. Let us also get away from having a fixation with things that don't move us forward. Perfection, the lowest standard there is because it doesn't exist um, and it's just something that's there to stop us from doing things. When was the last time you did a perfect thing? Probably never. Um, when's the next time you will do a perfect thing? Probably never. Well, let's put that one in the bin then. When's the last time you did your best and when's the next time you'll do your best? That's, when you've got to, that's what we've got to focus on. Um, my best will never be perfect, but what I will do is put everything into it, and once I have, that's it. That's all That's all we can ask. Also, let us not prioritize feeling good. Feeling good and, you know, saying, oh, but I've worked so hard, let me just do this for myself. No, do not do that, because 
what we risk sometimes, and this isn't everybody, but sometimes what we risk by seeking feeling good is we miss out on the long-term feeling good. It cheats us from our long-term goals. So prioritize feelings of discomfort as opposed to feelings of feeling good. Um, this isn't fun for me because of my goals, they usually include waking up early, exercising daily, um, reading sometimes things that I'm not particularly interested in, um, stretching myself to go into industries and into levels of thinking about things that I'd rather not, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so feeling good should not be your priority. 2020 has been tough. And I agree, you know, we are human beings and I understand that. But seek out things that cause you to be discomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable and, and, and cause you to grow rather than feeling good in the moment. Yeah, Netflix feels good, but I'm sure when you get that promotion or when you reach that goal that you've set for yourself, it will feel even better. Just a thought. Um, and also prioritise your own lane. I lost two years to a friend. And by that, I mean, you know, I was so sucked up, sucked in to what was going on with her. And, you know, all my resources went to helping this person and helping them get through things and, you know, focusing on what she needed and comparing myself to where she was and, and etc. Just focus on your own lane. What's going on with you? Um, what do you need? And I'm not encouraging us to be selfish, but I'm encouraging us to be self-full. Yes, sorry. But... That's the only way we can really get what we want by saying, you know what, I'm going to have boundaries. I'm going to give, but my giving has limits. And I'm going to receive and my receiving will have limits too. But for now, that's okay. Just putting it out there. Okay. Now that we've done prioritizing, let us talk about analysis. For those of you that are project managers or who have ever worked on a project, you will know that um, having a look at what you've done, what you're doing, and assessing whether or not it's working and why it isn't working is crucial in any endeavor, any endeavor at all. It's essential. So one of the things that I learned very early in my career when I was doing L&D is the power of measuring. Anything that is measured improves. Anything or can improve. Anything that is measured and, and reported improves exponentially. So every three months, let us sit down with our goals and say, what's working, what isn't working? Why haven't I been able to succeed? Because you're then able to course correct. Here's how I've done it with my own goals. I have said each three months, I will give myself a big treat. If I hit, you know, that milestone, I'm going to treat myself bigly. And that can either be something that I really, that I've really wanted for a long time. That can be a meal. That can be something that will make me feel really good. And I'm going to do that for myself every three months. Because normally I say I'm going to treat myself after a big project or after the end of the year or on my birthday. This year I said every three months, if you hit, you get a present. And so that way I keep myself incentivized. But also it allows me to look back and say, have I actually hit it? And am I going in the right direction? Am I closer to, you know, where I'm getting to now that I've got the inputs in? This process is all about looking at your inputs. Are your inputs working? But also for, uh, it's about celebrating the inputs, right? So, you know, you wrote that list of everything you had to do. Yeah, tick, 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 you've done it. 
then we analyze is it working and move it forward and then we celebrate as well we celebrate the fact that you did it or if you didn't do it then you don't get a gift but you should still pat yourself on the back for doing the review yes so set up a date in your calendar three months from now or the three months from from the beginning of the year so maybe march 1st i don't know whatever your dates are set up a date with yourself take yourself somewhere nice and review your goals just like a team meeting that you would do at work where you know or the annual planning meeting that you do at work set it up now for yourself treat yourself like a business that's kind of how i think about myself i think about myself as a business you know i, I must be profitable <laughs> I, i i must be you know doing good for society i must be helping others and you know i must be what else does a business do that's useful not sure advancing the universe and the world <laughs> okay um Yeah, it's also about one crucial thing and I think this is really important when we think about uh, analyzing what we want and how far we've come throughout the year. It helps you create momentum. But one thing that I find really interesting is how we analyze. A lot of the time, a lot of us live our lives in the past. So it's focus 80% on what happened in the past and 20% on ideas and opportunities about the future. Well, if you you know are constantly looking in, in the rearview mirror how are you going to get to where you need to get to that's something fundamental that we have to ask ourselves but it's very important there are things what's there was a quote that i love and i have it on my wall do not stumble over things that are behind you do not stumble over things that are behind you focus on where you are going what you would like it to be like and begin to create that So when you find yourself analyzing and asking yourself these questions about how the past 3 months have gone or how, you know, life could be and should have been and whatever it is, um think about it from the perspective of what you're going to take into the future and how you're going to transform that result in the future rather than where you've been, blah blah blah, how bad you are, what didn't work and you know what was in the past. No, no time for that. Okay. The final thing um part 5 of this is stick with itness what's the difference between successful people and and people that fail one stopped and one continued and that's it so someone failed at something and then stopped what's the name of that guy that invented the light thomas edison i think it was thomas edison he failed several hundred times i think he said and he said i didn't fail a thousand times or however many times it was he said there was just a thousand different ways to get to the light bulb something along those lines <laughs> um i'm paraphrasing badly but you get the idea it's the idea is you just have to stick with it you're going to fail pick it up and keep it going do not should on yourself not i should be doing this i should be that no don't should on yourself as tony robbins says um just focus on what you need to get done and be consistent keep moving do not stop momentum is everything just remember that if you take anything else from this podcast remember momentum is everything And if we as women are going to get to those seats where decisions um are, are made, a we need to have mastery of our own lives and our own destiny to highlight that we're capable of having uh, mastery over a business. 
but B, um, we need to take these steps. If we are going to get there, these are the steps that we need to take. So I think that's just about everything. Stick with itness. Reps, reps, reps. I've got some quotes here. Arnold Schwarzenegger, how he got to the top. Reps, reps, reps. I was listening to um, a story he told where he was invited to the UN to speak about climate change. And he said, you know what, I'm a bodybuilder, actor, and I've been given this platform. I'm not going to waste it. And he said he had said that speech that he wrote 55 times. Why? Because he said there are no retakes. So he just stuck with it 55 times, saying it over and over and over again. So it's about consistency. Keep doing it. Who else do I love? Ray Dalio, having an open mind plus determination equals you can have anything you want. Simple. Um, it's really about your ability to be consistent. You don't have to get everything right, but you've just got to try. You've just got to try and you've got to maintain momentum. This is what we have to do. This is a journey that I'm on as well. It's not something that... Um, it's not something that I've nailed by any stretch of the imagination. I sometimes do, would rather have comfort, even if it's just for a moment. And I've just got to train myself to say, Michelle, comfort means you are not growing and comfort means you're not learning. Um, and I have to actively seek out discomfort. 2021 is going to be a big year. I can feel it. And the reason I say that is, is because it's a year of transition. A lot of people think it's going to be the year where we go back to normal. But I think it's going to be a year where we transition to something different. And what we've got to do as women that are seeking to be the highest level of career professionals, we've got to have vision. We've got to have vision and do the research on what we think our company is going to be looking like. But in addition to that, we've got to have a clear plan of how we're going to fit into, fit into that new different. So design that for yourself. In this new way of working, in this new world, what will your part be in it? And once you've discovered what your part is going to be in it, start working towards becoming that person now, because then it's easier for the people around you to be able to translate what they can see into the new different. <laughs> Just another way of looking at it. I think that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me again. I'm constantly in awe of how many of you listen to this podcast. I'm so grateful. And January is going to be good. But, but February through to December are going to be even better. Until the next time. Bye for now.